really good at making you think I've let you in Ask all the right questions but I'm not listening I'm really good at making it look like I'm an open book And no one bothers to take a second look no, and this is just how it goes. This is just how it goes. This is just how it goes. But why can't I just be honest? Why can't I just be honest? Why can't I just be? Bare but not ashamed, naked but not afraid of my skin, my skin. Oh. No, I'm really good at making you look like I'm okay. Everybody, welcome to the Spread Live! <laughs> episode number three of the Spread Live, an episode number I can't keep up of the Spread generally. Thank you guys for being here. Thank you for coming. <laughs> and it's just wonderful to be in your presence, wonderful to share this really wonderful safe space with all of you. Um, and today's guests for our show, I have two wonderful people. I want to start with Shiro, who is my best friend, my partner in crime, partner in life, my partner in my partner. And <laughs> she, uh, Shiro and I have, we share everything together, and we, <laughs> and we have um, been friends for a really long time, and she's also hosted a podcast with me, which, is, which was about strip clubs. Yeah. So if you guys haven't heard it, it was just like our experience about like going around and, and, um, and like wrecking strip clubs in Nairobi, which I have also done with you though. <laughs> no names mentioned, don't worry, I got you. <laughs> um, so my second guest for the evening is Bien, who is a member of the most popular group in Africa, Southie Soul. Please give it up for Bien. <laughs> I just want to clarify that I'm not in a boy band, I'm in a man band. <laughs> like, we're 30 this year, so it's changing. Like collectively 30? Yeah, all of us. So yeah. cute. Yeah, it's cute. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, um, Sure, and I have always wanted, we've always wanted to have this discussion. A lot of our listeners have always wanted to have this discussion, so we want to talk about open relationships but from every perspective, from people who are ha in open relationships, having open relationships, people who are interested in having open relationships, and then um, people who are in monogamous relationships and how they feel about <laughs> people <laughs> in open relationships. Other people? <laughs> yeah, how they feel about other people. Okay. Yeah. So I guess like we'll just start with um, you, Shiro. Maybe you mm -hmm. can tell us a little bit about your personal experiences. Okay. Uh, I have been in one open relationship, and a bit of a history about why we opened up a relationship. We've been dating forever, like since I was a child, like 12, <laughs> 19, child, same difference. And I think like things were heading towards the aisle. It was very clear that we were going to get married, and, and I, I began to panic. I think I was about 24. 
I began to panic that both me and my partner would kind of end up together forever, but we have had very limited experience because we were each other's firsts when we were 19. So um, he, well, I brought up the suggestion to open things up. He was so against it. It actually took almost two years to convince him, and he was very, very, let me tell you something, I'm very proud of my game when it comes to convincing this man to, to try, just to try, because it's, it's, it was conversations about, oh, but baby, you know, I love you, and am I not enough for you? Are, are, you, are, you not, are you enough for me, so why do you want to bring other people in? But it was really just, I didn't want to be older and having spent time with this man and then having realized that I, I want to be with more people, and I knew that would happen for the both of us because we both really, really, really enjoyed sex and sex in different ways, and I, I just couldn't see a life where one person for the rest of my life, it just wasn't happening. So two years later, after planting seeds and being like, oh, what about this person? In person, I want to say person very... <laughs> so wait, when, when you say planting seeds, like, were you talking about having three ways? Yeah, it was a bit of everything. It was a bit of, of him exploring with other women and me telling him, it's okay, I promise you, I will be okay with it. It wouldn't be easy, and I'll have all the feelings you can imagine, but I'll get over it, right? And then I, I didn't even want to be with other people unless I was with him. So it was either three sons or him kind of being with other people and... and and me working my way, my way around it. And the thing that, that kind of, I think, pushed the envelope for us is because if you can sit down with your person and tell them, I want to be, have sex with someone else, what can't you tell them? Like, if you think about it, there's nothing that you, you, you won't be able to, to have a conversation about. So two years later, on Christmas Eve, my, wait, should I say this with my family in the room? My family had gone <laughs> <laughs> on holiday. You didn't this through and you were inviting like, your I niece. I didn't, <laughs> and my, my, my 21-year-olds, like people. <laughs> so my family had gone away for, for um, Christmas and I, and I hang back for a day and I'm just like, we found a willing party and um, I gave him a Christmas present to my threesome. Yes, girl. Yeah, and he never looked back. <laughs> Um, yeah, and then we, for, for two years after that, we were open, and, and um, I mean, needless to say, we're not together anymore, but it wasn't the open relationship that ended it, it was other things. But yeah, brief history, right there. That's, that's very interesting. Um, and before we just go to you, Vian, I just, for those of you who are not aware of what an open relationship is, it's, uh, it's where a relationship ceases to be monogamous and then becomes something more. So it could, it's not necessarily sexual, opening your relationship. It could mean that you're having just intimate relationships with other people that don't necessarily lead to sex or don't necessarily involve anything physical um, necessarily, but a lot of the time it does. So it's an open, another word for an open relationship is a polyamorous relationship. And polyamory is the amalgamation. <laughs> Did I use a big word? Good girl! Did I use it right? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, of two words, which is poly, which means more than one, and am amor, which is love. So it's more than one love. So it's just uh, being able to be open with your partner and being in a completely open and honest space to involve more people into that relationship, just in case you're not clear about the term. Over to you, Bian. What's your experience? If, well, if ever. Okay, first of all, uh, thank you for allowing me to come here and share my nothing. <laughs> um, I'm in a monogamous relationship. I have been for the last uh, two and a half years. Actually, it's almost three years now. Woo! We love monogamous I'm people too. I'm telling you, man. 
Monogamous life, man. Yes, I'm never gonna get back. And uh, I don't know, man. I've spoken to my girlfriend about the idea of. Uh, okay, no, I haven't spoken to her about it. Like we've spoken about it. <laughs> Wait, what? Just so you know, I didn't bring it up. And she didn't. It's guys who brought it up. But uh, like we have toyed around with the idea. But I don't know how I feel about it because, first of all, how does it work? Is it like I have somebody who I'm banging on a regular, and then she has someone who she's banging on a regular, and we it's just those people, or it's everybody else and us? Well, there as long is, as you know about it. Well, first of all, just the last part of your sentence, as long as you know about it, is the most important thing. Okay. If you and your partner are honest about the way you do open, then it's up to you. It doesn't have to follow the book. It's how you choose to be open. So, for example, you could be... He's <laughs> just like, hey, I'm guessing. But you could choose to just have, like, an extra person come into your bedroom with your partner. And that could be your way of being in an open relationship because it's basically non-monogamous. That's, yeah. that's how it, it reveals itself, so to speak. So now I'm supposed to say how I feel about that? No, no, you're supposed to give... <laughs> How do you feel about it? How do I feel about it? Uh, if, I don't know, it depends on the gender then. Yeah, if it's a chick, I'm more willing to try than a guy. Yeah? Even for I girls, think I, think, I think it's always like. I think maybe just give girl. your own opinion. That's my opinion. Okay. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> but, no, but even like when Sheila said it, and the, the, the number of times I've seen it happen, it's always been a girl coming into the picture and not. A new guy. Yeah, but sometimes yeah. you're lucky enough. <laughs> if I'm the new guy, fine. You know, if I'm the new guy You'd be coming into someone's rela open relationship, I don't have a problem, man. But, <laughs> but uh, well if, done. If, if there's a guy coming into mine, I just, I'm, I'm insecure. So, are you, like, to be completely honest, if you thought about it, like if there was a situation where there was a three-way and there was another girl coming into your bedroom, mm -hmm. you would honestly be okay with that? If your partner, because if you're insecure, then I don't know if the insecurity has anything to do with the sex Wait, of the like, person. Am I sober? No, we don't need drugs. <laughs> like, are there, are there things involved? It's just, All after dinner, hey babe, <laughs> <laughs> You know, like, what is it? You know? I don't know. I think like, if, if it's a situation, I usually, like, I think it's, it prob it's probably going to happen one day, knowing me and knowing my partner and how crazy, like, we can, we can be. Um, but I think it's going to be situational. It's not going to be something wow. that is planned. Okay. Yeah. How do you think your partner feels about this conversation? Uh, she's probably more adventurous than I am. She comes from a different society than, I, than me. You know, me, I've been raised 844, Kenyan style. You know, missionary style. But she's, she comes from a society that's very doggy. <laughs> she comes from a different society. You know, like, her sister is lesbian. Uh, her parents are divorced. Like, it's, there's just some things about her that make her a different kind of thing. You mentioned rules when you were talking about like yeah. what, and I don't think there's there's a blueprint for an open relationship. I think it's a kind of thing where like the rules suit the people who the situation is, is has been created for. 
For instance, I, I remember making so many rules and being like, actually, that doesn't work. We can't just go randomly to queues and pick people up because, because also queues, also now I'm just revealed <laughs> what time of, what, what, what stage of the recent past this was. Um, yeah, because I think the only rule that, that made sense was, was trust and honesty because it, it really is the hardest thing to pick up the phone and be like, babe, especially when I traveled, because at, at some point of the, of the open relationship, I was out of the country, and that even became, I think that's what made it difficult, because it's easier to look into your eyes and be like, I know you said this is good, and I know you said only one person, and not the same person more than three times, and all of these other, other rules that we put in place, but this one time, it was just, I, I had to, and it was just, if you're not here, and you kind of have to just feel, feel the pain, then like, be, be like, I'm hurting, and I feel betrayed, but, but we open ourselves up to this, and you kind of have to work through it. I think the only rule is that you need to make your own rules. There's no blueprint because we can't help the way we feel. We're wired, some of us are wired to, to be monogamous. And, and I say this knowing that I, I possibly can never do another monogamous relationship. Even if in a, in a polygamous or polyamorous relationship, I, I still have very strong feelings of jealousy and of, of like, am I, am I, is he having feelings for another person? All of them, they're very real and they're very practical feelings. But I think you just need to be, I keep saying you have to be superhuman, because you have to be able to just compartmentalize, and then just trust that your person is right there with you. And most times they are. Yeah, I also just uh, don't necessarily agree with the we're wired to be monogamous, even the some of us. I think we have just been raised in a society where we've been taught that monogamy is the way that we should be. And then we end up feeling really guilty because we have feelings outside of our relationship or even relations outside of our relationship. And, and those are things we, those are like guilt feelings that we carry. But we have to remember that we come from a society, us guys, we come from a society where we were never monogamous. And we, we, and not even so far away, it's not like our, our ancestors. No, like, our, I'm, like, I'm, I'm number 10, like I'm the 10th, uh, I'm, I'm one of 10 kids. I'm the last of 10 kids, that's what I meant to say. And, uh, <laughs> sorry, man. I'm the last of 10 kids, and my father was polygamous, and it was cool, like, he used to come home with things, like, if he was buying bikes, they have names, labels, wow. you know, like, for everybody, like, my st everything that happened at my stepmom's house happened at our house, too. So it was pretty, you know, okay. Yeah. And I'm um, saying, like, I mean... For and is, that a, is, that, is polygamy an open relationship? It is, yeah. As long as it's an oh. open and honest relationship. As long as the thing is, also in Kenya, we, because of the way that polygamy has been put down in the law, it's been bastardized. But in actual fact, polygamy is under the umbrella of polyamory. And it should be where, in, in a lot of Kenyan cultures, the, like, I'll give an example of the Kikuyu culture. Um, a man can have as many wives as he wants, but then the... The wife, the first wife of the man is the one who marries all the other women. She's the one who picks them. So it, there's an agreement in, in that sense of the word. And sometimes it's not even about the sex. It's really, like, actually, a lot of the times it's not about just needing another sexual partner. I think it's, it's realizing that it's a very unfair thing to expect one person and one person only to give you every single thing you need in companionship for the rest of your life. I think it's unfair for the person you're expecting, making these expectations of, and it's unfair for you because if you're gonna expect that from them, you're gonna have to deliver as well. 
So I think in our, in our folks' cases, and I'm, I'd be keen to see how many people here grew up in monogamous um, families, but in our folks' cases, it was about the fact that wives equals um, more hands equals more children equals more wealth. And that thing about the woman picking the, the wife, my mom told me that. Probably told both of us that. No. Um, I've always known. You've always known. Yeah, I remember asking her, and she's just like, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's the woman who would go and be like, I've found three of them. Now let's pick the, the, the one. The one. Yeah. Those were the days. <laughs> Those days, they, I mean, they can still happen because according to the law, even though our law is a bit warped, like with regards to polygamy, um, the, I think they changed it. I'm not entirely sure any lawyers in the house can, 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 can tell me. Um, but according to the Kenyan law, if a man wanted to marry a second or a third wife, then he, would, um, he could do so without telling his first. That's how the law is written. But I don't know if it's changed. I did read somewhere, but also when I say read somewhere, I mean Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> that that changed and that the man actually has to then um, tell his, his first or his second wife that he's marrying um, an additional wife. I found something really interesting, which we can discuss. The first one is, I choose to have an open relationship, but that doesn't mean that everyone has to have one. Mm -hmm. Couples in open relationships do not necessarily want to convert you, or for you to think that your monogamous relationship is old-fashioned. It's okay, man. Well, it's good. okay to be monogamous. <laughs> <laughs> Vanilla is also a flavor. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know why I'm being like victimized right here. <laughs> I came with an open heart and an open mind. <laughs> you did. Yeah. But yeah. Um, I know that one of my listeners who might be here in the house today said that them and their partner had been discussing open relationships and they said that this would be a really interesting forum to come and have that, those discussions. And um, so if at any point, whoever you are, you want to chime in, um, please feel free to do so. Number two, opting for an open relationship is not just about the sex. It involves bigger issues. It's a lifestyle, a choice, and about the philosophy of how you want to live with your partner. Which, by the way, what you said about um, having another partner outside of your relationship, it really does make sense with that you can't expect to your one person to, to provide you with everything that you need to be your stability, to be your, like, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I mean, why, why, why do you accept having many friends? And, like, and, one, and one partner, partner? Because your friends are your, I guess your partner at different phases. Just kind of shifting to be like, people come to your life a season. So even these open relationships can be seasonal. They can, people can come and go um, as, as they need to, and as you, your, you and your partner need them to. Yeah. When I reveal that I'm in an open relationship, I'm not asking you to give your opinion about it. <laughs> oh, I get this all the damn time. You don't have to tell me if you agree with it or not. It's okay. Okay, so let me just give you an example. I have been in um, several open relationships myself. And um, just recently, I started coming more out about it. So I had a conversation with my aunt just recently, and I was trying to explain to her the dynamics of my relationship. And she was just like, so, okay, just let me actually explain a little bit about my past relationship, which was an open relationship, and I was in a uh, polyamorous relationship with a married couple. 
So um, when I explained this to my aunt, the, for her first reaction was, so you're having an affair with a married man? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, that's not, that's not what it is. She's like, okay, so how long has this affair been going on for? I'm just like, that's not it. And she's like, so, so, you, so, so you're not jealous? Like, so you don't feel jealous? I'm just like, no. I mean, everything is, we're completely open with each other. We talk about our relationship together. Like, everything is just, like, on the table and there's no lies. So, like, for her, she just, like, she just, like, does not. In fact, not just her. It's, like, even my friends are just like, so it didn't work, huh? It's because they were married, right? I'm just like, no. That was actually the best part of the relationship. <laughs> but, like, um, it's just, it's really hard to explain. Like, I'm not asking for people's opinion. And I guess the thing I've always found is that if people find if you're not like them, then they can't. They can't understand, and also as if they refuse to understand you. It's just like, I don't get it, so you must be crazy. And that's the only option. I don't get it, so you must be crazy. Is it people in, in Kenya, or is it people all over the world? I think it's... I, I, because, no, I, feel, I feel like the more you travel, the more your perceptions change about many things. And if I just lived in this country and I have never left this country, and maybe I leave, but when I go abroad, I go to visit family and I hang up with family the entire time, then I come back. I'll find it very weird, you know, that you're dating someone who's married. Like, it'll come off without a fair taste. But I think this new generation of Kenyans that traveled, they've read books and watched series. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Hashtag. Yeah, you know, the hashtag kings and queens. It's a lot different. It is. But even, even though people are traveled, it doesn't necessarily open their minds. I mean, I, I traveled once, like a few years back. I had gone to the States, and I walked into a house that was, that was full of Kenyans that had been there, like, their whole lives. You know how it is. And I remember we were watching TV, and um, Queen Latifah's show came on. And then somebody in the room said, oh my gosh, did you know that Queen Latifah was a lesbian? And then somebody else said, she's a lesbian? I'm never watching her show again. Yeah. I was just like, really? You know? So I mean, it doesn't, travel doesn't matter. And then also, Kenya no, doesn't matter. Travel yeah. is different. It's everywhere. Going. It's like a general perception. You see, sometimes <laughs> people go to America, they get to America, they sit there with their families. You live with your grandma, your mom. So, you're, the dynamics of your relationships have not changed. Travel is today you've gone to Thailand, tomorrow you've gone to Burundi, the next day you've gone to, you know, like... Not everyone can be Saudi, so... Yeah, man. Like, Patricia is a globetrotter here. Okay, she's a musician. Also a musician. What about Wanuri? What about Wanuri? Wanuri is a filmmaker. filmmaker. Exactly. All I'm saying is, even as young people, I think we should... There needs to be the, me the message is, as young people, we've invested in travel the same way we're obsessed with buying land. I get that. Yeah. I get that. And the so we just no. buy a plane ticket instead and go to Brazil for two days and sleep with a tranny, you know? <laughs> Spice it up a little. Shake things up a little. So, when Eric doesn't think the whole travel thing is a thing, this globe trot of us who is like never in this country. And I think she's taking for granted the fact it's not about being in different places, it's also about interacting with people who think differently, whose way of life is different. 
like for them it's such a different experience that what you have grown up thinking and believing and being taught is so different for them and when you get to see that people can live thinking different things and still be functional and still have relationships that work but were taught different things i think that's the thing that he means by traveling it's just meeting and interacting with different people and seeing that people who think differently can also still function properly and have okay, please don't use big words on me please when you're but we can do that on the internet okay okay wanori let me give you an example you guys to be honest like before i went to europe for the first time in my life i didn't know that gay people existed above 40 years old i'd never seen i'd never seen to be honest I've never seen two 60-year-old guys just kissing. It really like threw me off timing-wise. I was like, because <laughs> I, like, I thought, you know, like when you grow up here, you just think, okay, this guy is gay. It's a season. You know, like they're going to grow out of it. It's like, it's like something you're going to grow out of. Look, and, and it's not something you've been taught, but in the back of your mind, it just, I, they're going to be gay, but just, at, at some point, they're just going to get married, you know, and then they'll forget about their tendencies. But... When you know they're gonna get married to like people gonna, of the opposite women, sex. and it's just gonna because a lot of people have had to do that in our society. Yes, true. But before I went abroad, I'd never seen like imagine like people my dad's age holding hands. It was like a really eye-opening experience for me. So that's what I mean about travel. I mean, I understand as well. And yes, the internet can give us a lot of information, but it doesn't create opportunities for us to interact and ask questions. And as much as traveling to like a nude beach in Spain <laughs> kind of experience can give you. Next trip. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know how I got to flip this? Because I always think in very different whatever ways, right? And... For me, I believe any time you are coming from a position of, of lack or of, being, um, of not being abundant or open, right? Whether you are in a monogamous relationship or in a polyamorous relationship or polygamous relationship, it can never work. So why I say that is that if you don't feel that, um, so I'm gonna go back to what Shiro said. Um, so one was, for me, I believe poly, uh, uh, poly relationships are in terms of Africans and, and Kenyans as a culture. The reason why that happened was because of a need at that time in society, right? Um, it was not about, it was not about um, uh, anybody wanting um, to be with somebody different because they can't offer them something different. It was, it was culturally, a thing about, you know what, more wives, more children, more wealth. It was seen in a different space. So to look at it from that point of view now would be doing ourselves a, dis, uh, a disfavor mm -hmm. or dysfunction. You know what I mean? Because we are not, we are not that culture then. We are, we are different. We're living in a different time. So we can't talk about, oh, our parents were in, or our great-grandmothers or great-grandparents had polygamous relationships and it was okay then, so why is it not okay now? Things have changed. So that's the first thing. The second thing I was saying is that when Shira said that you cannot expect to find everything, um, that, um, everything that you need in one person, it's off for me, like it doesn't resonate with me. That's the word, it doesn't resonate with me. It's because 
everything you need should be you, you. So if you are in a relationship with one person, two people, three people, it shouldn't matter if you're, if you should always see from a point of, you know what, I am so inclusive in me that I wanna share myself with just this one person or with these other people. It has to come from a point of, you're so abundant, you're so fulfilled that you want to be with other people, be it one person, two people, three people, from that perspective. Mm -hmm. And that's why for me, then that works. Because if, if you're looking to be fulfilled by, or to find something that you need in somebody else, it wouldn't matter whether it's one person, two people, three people, it will not work. So if you're coming from, a point of, of, from the point of where you're not abundant in you, and actually that's the reason why in any relationship, being monogamous or uh, polyamorous, then trust, jealousy, all those things, they muck things up. But if you are very fulfilled and you're very centered in yourself, then whether it's you're bringing somebody else, that, that one person, you can be in a monogamous relationship where you're constantly discovering things about this other person. It's like every day there are just, every other day they become somebody else. It's like you're, you're dating multiple people, but they're in one person because they're just, they're just opening up. It's just the same as you, you're changing all the time. You're opening, you're developing, you're becoming somebody different. So if you, get, if you come from that point of view and you meet other people, or you decide that you want to be with one person, two people, or whatever. If it's coming from a place of where you're so inclusive, and you, I mean, so you're so abundant, that you want to share um, this abundance of love that you have with other people, then it will work for okay. me. Okay, mm -hmm. I get that. Preach this, preach, okay. preach, preach, preach. And you know, it's, it's interesting, I've never actually thought about it in that way. Do you want to say something? There was someone at the back. Did you do you want to respond to anything? I, I completely agree. I completely agree with with the need to be um, com complete, for lack of a better word, or just like yeah, just like together. And I think it. it, it I agree, and, and I, I agree, and I disagree because um, to the, to, I, I agree to the point of you can't be able to expect these things if you if you don't have them. So you need to be very full first. Um, I'm just very wary of of that expectation to have one person. I, like sort of just like that's my personal thing. Yeah, like, that's, yeah, that's how it completely, be. completely. And if I do meet the person who then gives me all of the things that I need from companionship, then yo, I'm there. Um, okay, so the same way you've the way you've delineated what an open relationship means, I think it's also important to discern whether it's just physical or whether it's um, whether with whether if you get involved with somebody else, if it becomes emotional. Because I think for me, that's where the, um, the lines become blurred. When somebody starts to form an emotional attachment to, um, to the secondary or tertiary partner that they're involved in. <laughs> um, and then the second thing is, what happens when um, the person doesn't tell the truth? So, you know, you've got this policy and then suddenly your boyfriend, girlfriend, is like um, not being very clear or not really expressing that they um, have strong feelings for the person that they're with. So what happens then? Because I think the physical and the emotional thing is completely different in, in an open relationship, in my opinion. Not that you're asking. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> we are here for your opinions. Your opinions matter. Um, so can I just 
touch on that a little bit. Um, so when a relationship becomes open, if you and your partner decide that you're going to be in an open relationship, the unwritten rule is that you have to be honest. Otherwise, it ceases to become an open relationship and it becomes um, an affair. <laughs> yeah, or... Um, I'm looking for another word. <laughs> yes. But um, it, it, it becomes a, a, a relationship of distrust. So an open relationship ceases to be open when your partner starts to lie. Um, the difference between like the physical and the emotional, those are just the different types of open relationships that there can be. You can choose that your partner and you have decided to open your relationship only from a physical point of view, which means that you're going to sleep with other people. And then it's really hard to negate whether or not feelings are going to be involved. But if they are, then the relationship continues to be open because you can trust your partner enough to be open. That's the point of the word open. They should be open with you, sorry. They should be open with you about talking about how they feel about other people. If they don't and if they lie, then that ceases to be an open relationship again. So it becomes a relationship based on lies if it's anything other than honest. Does that make sense? So if it's, because it can happen not necessarily in a poly relationship, even in a monogamous relationship. You can have an open relationship, you and your partner. But the minute that your partner lies to you, then your partner is lying to you and it's no, yeah, that's what it is. And in many cases, I've seen this happen. Like, so I'm in a, I'm in a relationship and I'm banging somebody else. And my girlfriend knows, but she's not talking about it. And I know she knows but we're not talking about this, but it's happening. For one reason or the other, you know, usually um, in many cases in African societies, just because the guy has money, so he has a side chick, and your mom knows your dad has a side chick, but she ain't saying nothing, you know. It's not an open relationship, because it's open, but just... <laughs> Depends That's on who's asking. That's how guys end up stabbed. How you wake up one morning and you're dead. You wake up dead. <laughs> you wake up dead. <laughs> like, so that's cheating. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Yes. Yeah. If you're not talking about it, it means you're not being honest about mm. it. That's pretty much what it is. David, you want to say something? This was in direct response to uh, the Washuka. statement that you made about being full. Um, my challenge with that, and this is more f and kind of like a question at the same time while it's a statement, um, is that in relationships, there is a strong sense, well, for to be a relation, there's a sense of vulnerability, which means that you have to give part of yourself away, which then makes you no longer full. Because if then you're totally full, then, then the person's relevance in your life is very limited. You understand? Meaning that you're almost like a dictator in that context. Um, and I mean, I guess for, most, for the most part, most of us would like to control how the relationship makes us feel on some level. But I guess on, on, on some sides, it, 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 it does become very limited as far as the, where it can go because it's mutual, whereas both parties are walking in step with each other. Um, I guess maybe to a destination in some way, fashion, or form. But at the end of the day, um, the hope is that both parties will then be full with each other. There's a sense of fullness with each other. Um, I heard somebody say that relationships aren't exactly 50-50. They have to be 100-100. So that when I'm 10, you know, her 90 will make up, you know what I mean, when I'm not, when I'm lacking something, so to speak. Does that make sense? So that was it.
Thank you. Um, hi, my question is sort of to bring in like the narrative aspect of things. Um, knowing very well um, that you would, uh, your personality, knowing that you might not be inclined to be in a monogamous relationship, um, how, how are you expected? For instance, if I knew that I'd never be able to be with one man, but in the event that that happens, how would you deal with the aspect of getting, going down the aisle, getting married, and how does marriage come in this whole scenario? Because you go down the aisle, you commit to one person, the vows are there, you've written them down, the church says this is a pastor until death does part. How does this aspect come in, in the aspect of you know, other people in the marriage? Just, you know, from your point of view. From my point of view? Any of you, well, I know my sisters, but, you know, <laughs> the two of you. Um, well, I've always been a firm believer in getting married later on in life because you know yourself better and you know the things that you want and you know how to hopefully articulate those things to your partner. So if being in an open relationship um, or an open marriage, even though it means walking down the aisle and saying, I do until death do us part, if that's the vow that you've made to your partner, then do it. And then it doesn't mean that, doesn't close the doors. Marriage, for me, is not like the end. I think it's the perception of, of what we think marriage is today. We've all decided that a marriage is going to be this like picket fence. Um, yeah. Picket fence, like I'm gonna stay with you forever. But we know from experience and from what we've seen and from how society is today that that's not what it is. But because people are trying so hard to fit into that constraint, then it, it, that's how marriages begin to crumble. But the minute that you open, and not every marriage wants the same thing, but the minute that you're open with your partner about the things that you want, then the closer that the bond with your partner, I think, the stronger that it gets. As long as you, you're honest, I think at the end of the day, the thing that is the most important in this conversation is that you're honest with your partner. So it's, it's all right to talk about an open relationship and uh, having other parties involved in a relationship. But then what happens with the natural feelings of insecurities? I want to know in terms of how you guys deal with it, in terms of if I'm a guy, for instance, and uh, Bian comes into a relationship, and of course, he's going to prefer a Bian. <laughs> what happens then? What happens? How do you guys handle the insecurities and the natural feelings of insecurity? Um, Can I just read one of these points yes, to actually, answer that? Yeah. Yeah. Just because we have an open relationship doesn't mean we don't get jealous. So the difference is how you deal with the jealousy. You need to assess how selfish your feelings are and rethink how you will react. But it's not off limits to approach your partner and admit you're making me jealous. Do you want to add on? I do, I do. Um, as I mentioned earlier, it was, it was two years between planting the seed and actually opening up a relationship. And the thing is, it's all about, like, when you're beginning a business, you start with the foundation, and you build the house, and then you put in stuff. Later. So it takes time. And, and it's, it's, it's only because I didn't want the open relationship to be the reason why we ended things. So it was, it was a thing for give this person as much time as they need to wrap their heads around it, to deal with all of the emotions, to have the conversations. This thing we're having here, I don't believe there's anything a conversation can't fix. But um, 
we're going to revolve around honesty over and over and over again because you have to be honest, first of all, with yourself about the things you want and how you're willing to, how far you're willing to go to get them and, and also just trusting. I think the thing that we, we often do in relationships is that we decide what our partner is going to feel. So you have an affair and you don't want to tell your partner because you know you've you decided that she's going to be upset about it. Don't make that decision for your partner. They have a whole range of feelings for themselves. So I think it's just about making sure that you're very gentle and understanding in the way you present this thing um, and then just giving, uh, giving time and space for, for it to settle. Um, and we do the same thing with everything in life. We don't, well, I personally don't jump into things willy-nilly. I take time and I... I do my research and I have conversations, and, and that's the only way that I would, I would, even having done it before, going into it again, I would take the same amount of time to make sure we're on the same page. Um, and I mentioned rules make sense. One of the rules um, somebody asked about, I can't remember, but, but, but one of the rules we had is that you could never be with the same person twice because that's how you form attachments. And like, so like once, and then we move on to the next one. In a, a city like Nairobi, you're going to run out of people very quickly. <laughs> there's not very many people who are, who are about it. I was going to ask, like, how many people are yeah, willing? There's not very many how people. How many people are willing? More than you think. More women than you think, I think. I think guys are... Yeah. 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 So, I'm going to say something, especially in regards to guys, right? So, it's, it, it's sort of like a fantasy to have a threesome. And a lot of guys think that that's what they want and then they get into a situation. This happened to me. I had a boyfriend who was like, three subs were like, oh my God, oh my God, we have to have a threesome. And I was like, okay, cool. So I agreed to it. We had a threesome. And halfway through, he got upset. <laughs> and I was like, this is your fantasy. <laughs> why, why are you upset? But he got jealous. He got jealous that, that, that me and this chick were having, seemed to be having more fun than he was. And I was like, okay, so... And that's the thing, and that's what I'm saying about jealousy, right? So a lot of... If you're going to do something, if you're going to be in an open relationship, if you're going to suggest to have um, threesomes and the rest of it, like, be honest with yourself. Do you really want this? Do you really want this? And if at some point, even at the beginning, you, it starts to happen and you start to feel off, then you know what, like... Kill it. Back out. Yeah. Like I kill agree. it. Like don't don't do it because then it becomes something. Then it becomes like, like like I did something, and I was like I, sh I was just trying to fulfill your fantasy, mm. but then now you've turned it like into something <laughs> like I was cheating or, uh, you know, and it just went it just went south. By the way, that that situation just mm. went south. So when it comes to jealousy as well, like, um, yeah, if you start to feel jealous, then like take a step back, ask yourself why. And, and if you can't find out why, then just kill it. Kill the whole yeah, story. Yeah, I get it. Kill the whole also, story. the thing that you were saying with insecurity, especially the way you said, if she brings a BN, I mean, already <laughs> you're dealing with things that have nothing to do with BN. <laughs> so you need to take care of those things because you have to be ready that by the time you're opening the relationship, it could be anyone. Including yeah, to be honest, man, you know, like even in, I'm just saying, man, now what if my girlfriend just comes out of the like the woodwork with some guy who's just banging her like seriously, like <laughs> I wouldn't know what to do. If then I'm you sit room, back and you take notes. I just be watching, like that's crashing, guys. No, to be honest, that's actually the reason why I wouldn't do it. Because like for 
like in the instance that she wanted to bring a guy and then you guys that's the day that the chick will squat and she's never she hasn't been squatting <laughs> <laughs> something crazy is gonna happen <laughs> that has never happened before and you're like, i've never done that and you're like you're checking yourself you're like so all the time she lied you know like so many things can go through your brain i don't know man me for the reason why i haven't tried a threesome with my girlfriend yet <coughs> i see you i see you yet it's just because I don't know what's on the other side. It's like death. It could be paradise or it could be hell. So you'd rather just it remain here. You me forever, man. <laughs> yeah, I could be scared for life. Yeah. Okay, so I'm the reader who messaged you. Ah, what up, sis? Hi. So, I mean, I'm in an open relationship. Um, the mine's a bit like Shiro's, so except he's the one who brought it up first. So our first year was we were monogamous, and then we took a step by having some group play fast. And then now uh, we recently decided we can have individual sexual relationships. And um, I'll also get to his question on jealousy. So for us, um, what we do fast is, um, he doesn't live here right now, so that was also part of the reason why we decided to open it up a bit more. Uh, so he sends me the girl or the boys uh, Facebook page or Instagram and like I check them out before and we have a discussion both before and after and since I'm more susceptible to jealousy I like to hear details about like Everything. not not food okay like right in between not too much to make me jealous but not um, leaving it completely open for my mind to imagine <laughs> What are some of the boundaries that you set for your relationship? Do you have a, you can't do this, like... Okay, so it can't be someone who's in very close proximity, like someone at the workplace, or for me, someone in school, or where you live, because again, the three limits, too much, um, so it has to be someone who's a, a bit far away, and also not more, not more than three times as well. Oh, so three times is the limit. That's when you start catching. I think it's just like a learning process because it keeps, it keeps changing, it keeps developing and you keep making new rules, taking a step back again. How long have you been open for? Um, about six months now. And also another misconception, people in open relationships are not having so much sex. You know, like it's, it's also really... You, you've had someone who you get a lot from, so you just don't want to have sex with just anyone and everyone. So many people are like, oh my gosh, you know, you guys must be having so much sex. And I'm like, actually, no, not really. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, but it's, it's been good so far. So, good yeah. for you. Good for you, Mama. Thank you so much for sharing. I'm very brave of you. <laughs> yes. first century. Yeah. I think the thing that I'm learning just as I move forward, as I grow. This year I happened to have one of the most open conversations with my mom uh, about Nene Nibien. But you go say this year I had the most open relationship. No. <laughs> 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 that was my mom. Come down, come down. And one of the things that she said to me, which it 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 kind of excited me, but at the same time it broke my heart. She spoke about her relationship with my father. 
And she said that the reason that she has stayed all these years is because she came to understand that men are wired to plant their seed anywhere and everywhere. And I just have to remember the thing that made me fall in love with him. So when he's doing whatever he's doing, I remember why I love him. <laughs> and because for me, I mean, I've gotten to a point where I'm like, why are you guys still together? You know, like, just do your thing, be happy. Not to say anything about my parents. I'm not, I mean, don't, if you know my parents, just keep quiet, <laughs> right? But you know, over the years, I've also seen the kinds of relationships that they've had outside of the marriage. Not to say that they've stepped out, but you know, there's people who they're friends with and you're like, hmm. Oh, mm, mm, <laughs> it's naturally your mm, friend. Mom, yeah. mom, your friend is looking for me on Facebook, looking for you. What's going on? <laughs> you know that kind of thing? But so for me, it then came to one, deconstructing why we feel like when you commit to one person, if you then meet someone and feel attracted to them or feel some type of way, it's wrong. And I don't think that's it. it, it why have we been taught that it's wrong to feel attracted to someone else just because you've committed to this one person. Just because I said, I love pasta, and I just, I absolutely love it, but one day I look at rice, and <laughs> it was such a good recipe, and I ate it, and it was like, wow! Good rice. You know? So, for me, it's allowing myself to understand that, for myself, I will be completely in love with this person and then I will meet this person and think, wow, this is such an interesting person that I would like to get to know. And sex and love are not necessarily in tandem all the time. And it doesn't mean that because I'm sexually attracted to this person, then I love this person less. And I had someone actually question our relationship because they felt attracted to someone else and they said to me, well, you know, man, I felt like this chick was so interesting, and if I can feel like this about this chick, then I must really not love you. I was like, no, <laughs> it's it's absolutely okay. But for them, I felt that if they didn't, if they weren't there yet, that's their journey and that's their lesson to learn on their own. So once we let go of that feeling, like being in an open relationship, then must mean that this one person is not enough for me, and that I'm looking for something else somewhere else. And just, it's a fallacy that I think we need to let go of and understand that we are growing, adapting, evolving, changing, developing new tastes and new thoughts and new things to be attracted to. And if I can allow the person that I'm with to also explore that and know and trust that through it all, the love is not diminished. And the one thing that brought us together is still there. So them saying that this person struck a chord with me does not mean that it's now, there's something wrong with you or there's something less, you're not giving me this. And just understanding that it's also a way for us to grow our love for each other. And exploring this new person just means I'm exploring a facet of myself that could then elevate what I feel and explore with you. I, I agree with that completely and especially the fact that loving one person doesn't mean that you love the other person any less and that's the thing that people always think about when they get into a relationship it's just like what if they develop feelings like so what if they do then doesn't mean that they're going to stop loving you unless again like you said they're in a different space and they don't understand the emotions that they're dealing with so it's just like it's okay you can love that other person and just as long as you can love that them. is easier said than done that's tricky. <laughs> but, but 
I think also also let me let me speak for the let me speak for the people on the other side. No, but that point, let me just finish also, I didn't finish. If feelings of jealousy or insecurity then come into play, the assumption is that because I'm open to open relationships and that means I feel nothing. And that's not the truth yeah. either. It's okay to feel jealous. It's okay to feel like, okay, wait. Um, and the thing is, feel it, explore it, talk about it and communicate because that's, that's what it is. Like you can also eat rice and it wasn't and so good, you know? And Or maybe it just made food poisoning even. <laughs> so <laughs> it's, it's the negative emotions that we feel don't necessarily mean that something is wrong. It just means that you're a human being, full stop. Yeah, okay. You were gonna say? No, I actually nothing. I, I agree totally with what she says. Yeah. But I'm just, a, if I'm to speak for myself, hey, I'm super jealous, man. I am. Um, was with Patricia one day when I went to have dinner with my girlfriend and Jidena. <laughs> and we left the dinner. And my girlfriend wouldn't stop talking about Jidena. I just had to sit there like a G, but I was dying. Like, oh my God, Pierre, like, he's so smart. I love Jidena. Oh and she went on and on and on. And I'm imagining if that really like put me off, of course I didn't show it to her because I was trying to be a gangster. But if that really like put me off like timing, I'm imagining now knowing that, oh babe, I'm in New York and guess what? He's also in New York, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but also I think every man should be threatened by Jadena. I agree. <laughs> what? Yeah. I think that if, if you, all of these feelings, like what if I get jealous, what if, what if, what if, I'm like, these things are not for everybody. And I'm by no means awesome. sitting here saying, all of you go forth and open your relationships. No, I'm like, if you have any kind of doubt, then just don't, don't do it. It's okay. It's okay. Also, life is long. <laughs> so you can do it later or you could find another incarnation of, of your relationship that makes sense. Um, because all of these things, if you, if you go into them having not done self-work and work on yourself, then you're going to crash and burn and I can guarantee you it. Because I, I consider myself very um, liberal, but I still get jealous. I get jealous when, when Kaz has a new bestie, I get jealous. I'm just like, who is this new person in your life? And like, why, 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 why am I not enough? Like, it's, so just, it's not for everybody. And, and, and think about it, take your time. If you don't want to do it, nobody's holding a gun to your head and be like, this, you don't have to. You really don't have to. Yeah, and if you're already in a relationship that you're trying to open up, just keep in mind that it took Shiro two years to convince her partner into just being into that being in that space. So if it's something that you really want, it's something that you're going to have to ease your partner into if your partner is not into it. And it's just a conversation that's going to have to start slowly, just like really slowly, and um, in, in whatever way that you do it, just remember to always keep your partner feeling secure because that's the only way you're going to be able to open your relationship by making sure that, yeah. But, but not necessarily because if you want something in a relationship then, and, and your partner doesn't agree, I mean, isn't it worth it to just try and get that something? It doesn't have to be an open relationship, anything. If, if you ask and they say no, then maybe you need to come back and ask yourself, is this something that, is the no something I can live with? Mm. Yeah, is there no something I can live with and let go? 
or it is a no something that I can't live with and I don't want to live with. So then you can move. Because leave. another thing also is, is that we don't need to make other people do what we want them to do if they don't want to. Because then, you, you understand what I mean? Like if this, if this person, the partner you are with, feels very strongly about not being in an open relationship, very strongly about it, then they're, um, they're entitled to the way they feel. So completely agree. So say so. Either you you can step back and be like, if this is the no something I can live with, if if it's something or is I the no something I can I turn into a yes? No, or is the no something that if this person <laughs> says no, because that's the thing. Like you, the idea or the the thing that you have to get somebody to eventually agree to what you want, or maybe just find a middle ground. No, he could. This person can say no and be no. And that's okay. That's what I'm saying. Being saying no should be okay. And that's what I'm saying. Either you you decide it's something you can live with, or if you can't live with the no, then maybe you need to step out of that uh, um, space situation. Or the situation. You understand? Like I understand what you're saying, but I don't agree with it. Mm. <laughs> because the, the thing is, is that it then for me, then it becomes murky because this person will feel like you sort of made them, or you you you. But you the thing is, I'm not saying that you necessarily have to say yes. Yes. I'm just saying that if this is something that I really want and I love you and I'm in a relationship with you and it's something that you absolutely don't want, then let's find a place where we're both happy. It's not the, if my partner says no, then no, because that's not what relationships are. We have to find a middle ground. That's, but you see, for me, I honestly believe... Because what's the middle ground? No, that's the thing. What's the that's middle ground? <laughs> Seriously. Be, that's the thing. Then, then you're imposing... Okay. For I me, I honestly believe that that's not what relationships are. Like, it's not about... Um, the fact that because I love you and you love me, then I have to change parts of myself to so somehow get to a middle ground of where you are. Like you, you, you need to, you need to, you still need to be, like as I'm saying, like the no needs to be, like if the no is a no and you, and, and it, you definitely feel the no is a no, then it still needs to be okay. Look, yeah? <laughs> anyway. I don't, I don't, I don't cook meat in my house. Yeah. If my partner eats meat, then I, w I won't cook the meat meal for my partner. But they can buy the meat and bring it into the house. But you I'm see, not opposed to that. That's what I'm saying. That's you. But see what I mean? But you see I mean, I'm not you. saying that the meat uh, is, a par is a person. Yeah, but I'm saying it's you. <laughs> the analogy. But that analogy is very... Somebody else might feel skewed. differently. I do not want meat in my house. And like very, very clear about that. That's what I'm saying. It needs to be okay as well. You know, at the end of the day, these things are going to be messy. Yes. Even if it's just a simple vanilla, I'm going to stop using the word vanilla, but a simple relationships are messy. And there's, even if you are with the same person as monogamously as possible for 30 <laughs> years, there will be, there will be heartbreak, there will be pain, there will be awkward conversations. Um, it's just like when you get to that bridge, decide if you're going to cross it or, or walk back. Or burn yourself, it. Or burn it. I was just going to point out one quick thing. Um, I think it's important in relationships especially that you um, are clear about what the limit should be or what the limit can be. Um, and when I say limit, I just really mean like, because relationships, they're, they're, they tend to be very wide in, in the sense where like my experiences growing up shape the way I view relationships. My wife's experiences as, as she grew up shapes how she views relationships, right? So you almost have to be very careful about what you expose yourself to individually. You understand? So if I'm, if I'm up looking at 
some stuff. I'm just gonna be honest. As men, we're visual, and we like we like thrill. So we might be on the computer looking at something. Somebody's behind. Somebody's breast. Somebody's something. Right? Like ooh. And then she might do something, and she's twerking. It's like, oh my gosh, twerking! I've never seen that before. Can my wife twerk, babe? <laughs> and and so and I'm I'm coming in the house talking about babe. I want you to twerk. And I'm 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 putting that in the context of of open relationships because. The whole notion sometimes of openness is contingent on what we might have been exposed to. Like for example, if I come into, if I'm starving and I haven't eaten, right? But I come into a room that has a table full of all kinds of different things. I'm gonna forget that I'm hungry for a second. Cause I'm like, I have to pick, well, but that looks good. And that looks good. And that looks good. But maybe at the end of the day, I just wanna satisfy the fact that I'm just, hungry and maybe a sandwich might just do the job. So it's like making sure that you're clear about it and then at the same time, maybe I can bring my wife to the table. We both hungry and like, hey babe, what you wanna eat? You want, maybe we can feed this to each other. You know what I mean? So basically trying new things, cause I mean, even in our relationship, even now, we've been married for 12 years. And uh, yeah, I actually, I, I do want you to clap about that. Come on, clap, yeah. clap, clap, clap. <laughs> But I'm, I'm only saying that because it's, it's been a journey for us, you know what I mean? And we're both learning, even now. Uh, so it's never something that you can just, you know, figure out from the beginning. So I think that that's the part of it that, that people need to consider. I think, and I'm also acknowledging a question that somebody asked a while ago. She said, well, how do you do that when you're married and you have a commitment? You just have to be able to, like you said, be honest as much as possible. And in the parts that you're not clear about yet, don't say nothing. Just don't say nothing yet <laughs> until you know what you want. I was in a relationship, um, we, we struggled and then we chose to open it up. Maybe we thought that might just help us. And we only had, I think the rule came from him, but not from me, it's like he wanted to know if I did sleep with someone and whom I did. And we was like, you just go do your thing. You know, I didn't see the point why you should come and tell me this is so and so, so and so, I'm like, why? You know, you have, so long as you have a good time, so long as you're happy. Yeah. Safe. Yeah, and it's safe. And he said, that's all. Just be safe. And, and you've always been safe. It was just that. Go do your thing. But it, I, the whole thing of being honest with one another is key. For me, I think that's the only rule. You know, the moment, is it three? Is it four? Is it seven? Is it one? Is it in Kenya, Mombasa? You know, <laughs> a complicating things. The only, like you said, the only thing it needs to be is honest. And when he came up to me saying he was struggling with it and it didn't, wasn't quite working for him, and I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about you. Yeah, I'm sorry, you're You know, and you figured, yeah, maybe we weren't meant to be together at that point in time. And we sort of, yeah, honesty and no rules. Then just, just be true to yourself. But I think also it really needs to work if you're also comfortable with yourself as a person. That's as exactly person. what Shira said. Like what Shira said, be, do the homework first within yourself. Then know what you like and what you don't. And if the other person is not comfortable, yeah, talk about it. And if it doesn't work, so. Thank you. Thank you so much. And um, just to reiterate, in an open relationship, uh, it is very important that you're, that you're honest. But also you must remember that if you do decide to be in an open relationship with your partner, the rules at the end of the day are yours and your partner's. So what one 
relationship has decided to do with their open relationship is not the, the guidebook for another relationship. And it's whatever it is that you choose, whatever borders you create for yourselves, whatever guidelines you create for yourselves, it's up to you and you can make it work. And if one thing doesn't work, you change it along the way. And that's just how it goes if you've decided to be dedicated to being in an open relationship. This is my parting shot. Mine would just be safety, man. Like, just be safe um, with your heart, with your body, with your mind, because um, these things get messy and, and just be safe. Uh, mine is after 60, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> like, you've already lived your life. I, I, myself, I plan at, at 60, I, I'm letting go. <laughs> I'm trying everything that I would be able to try before. Yeah, like, you just imagine, guys, when you get to 60, yeah, I mean, right now, you know, there's all the, you know, right now we're trying to make it right, but at 60, man, it's downhill, man. <laughs> <laughs> just go. All right, guys, thank you all for being here at the Spread Live. It's been a wonderful evening. You guys have been a wonderful audience. Thank you all. Please be sure to tune in to listen to this episode, or if you're already listening. Uh, we are on Apple Podcasts, uh, The Spread Pod, and all of our social media is at The Spread Pod on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram. Please follow us. And please, guys, how many people with Apple's phones? Please just show your hands. Please, just go and subscribe to The Spread Pod, and please write us a review, and then give us five stars, because we are we're the bomb, baby. All right, thank you. See you next week. So, um, in my dreams, I'm like a super trap singer. Like, you know? I like in my dreams. I'm like in those leagues. So, when I was asked to write this song, I was really happy because I got a chance to live my dreams. And it's like trappy, but it's singable. Now, there are things in your life that you get tired of, and maybe sometimes people, and you just want them to go. This song is about those things, slash, or people. Mostly things. Hey, oh, mm. ah. day I see you, hey. why you gotta be my shadow, ah. everywhere I go you follow, mm. why you gotta be so close though, standing in every corner, ah. hustle more than a hustler, mm. changing my very essence, take your extra self and go, I don't wanna do this no more, so back up all your bags and go, I don't wanna hurt no more, so back up all your bags and go, and then up. Go, and up, and up, pack up all your bags and go, and up, and up, and up, and up, go, go, and up, and up, pack up all your bags and go, and up, and up, and up, and up, go, go, and up, pack up all your bags and go, and up, and up, and up, go, go, and up, and up, go. You 
Always got me second guessing. Hey. Tell me that I got nothing. Mm-hmm. And every time I got something, hey. you always got me second guessing. Ha. You're messing up with my brain, yeah. Mm-hmm. I forgot all the lines, yeah. Hey. But this is my dream, yeah. Hey. Take your crazy self and go on. I don't wanna do this no more. So back up all your things and go on. Hey. See, I don't wanna hurt no more. So back up all your bags and go When I go, go, and I pack up all your go, things see. and go, and I when I go, go, so pack up all your things and go, and I when I go, go, pack up all your things and go, 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 I think your time is up, so go. Mess with me, it's personal. I think your time is up, so go. You mess with me, it's personal. I think your time is up, so go. You mess with me, it's personal. I think your time is up, so go. You mess with me, it's personal. I think your time is up, so go. You mess with me. Up all your bags and go sing it and a quenta and a quenta go. You can do it and a quenta back. Kali's doing go. You can do it. Hey, and a quenta go and a quenta pack up all your things and go and a go go and a pack up all your things and go. Thanks for helping me live my dreams.